Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. on the Mojo Market Report. Good morning, everybody. I hope everybody's well out there. I hope everybody had a great Sunday. I know me and Chris did strategically for our teams. And, you know, there's there was a lot of good things to happen over at the Mojo Market uh, Report. It is Dave Sturgeo. It is Chris Gucci, A5 Anthony behind the glass. Again, we hope you guys are doing well and you made some money this weekend. Uh, Chris, real quick, before we get into anything else, I got to ask you a few uh, layup questions, okay? Um Ask me where I'm, why I'm wearing green. Dave, why are you wearing green okay, today? Okay, because I love money and I love making money. Now, now, Chris, one more again. Uh, ask me how I made money. Dave, how did you make some money yesterday? How did I make money? I went long on Zach Wilson, ladies and gentlemen. We tried to tell you that last week. You need to listen to us a little bit. We're trying to give you guys all the information that we have in our domes to give you guys the insight to go long on certain players. And Zach Wilson makes his debut, a very successful one yesterday. Um, I'm very excited to see him get in there. Uh, tough sledding to start. You know, you're kind of like shaking off the cobwebs and everything like that. But overall, Zach Wilson delivers. Zach Wilson definitely delivered. You, you would expect a little bit of the sloppy play. It was a Steelers-Jets game in the heels of a hurricane down right. south. Mm -hmm. So we had a sloppy weather all up the eastern seaboard yesterday. But I took a bath as well as the eastern <laughs> seaboard on my bets. I did not have a good day yesterday. But the Mojo market definitely alleviated some of that stress because I did well there. You want to you hear something Mojo crazy? has been saving me the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, right. i got to be want, honest. But you want to hear something crazy? I've been playing and hosting my own fantasy football league for almost 20 years now. Me, my dad, my brother, all my closest friends, right? We found ourselves yesterday watching the mojo market over our fantasy stats. That's either alarming or awesome <laughs> because the mojo market is so up, down, up, down, up. Like it's very fluctuate. It's so like it's fun just to watch it's a lot games. of fun in real time, especially when you're watching Zach Wilson. Now, Zach Wilson yesterday, the Jets get the dub, which is obviously the main stat of the day. Zach Wilson starts, he gets a win. That's right there. Boom, boom, gravy, right? But the composure this kid showed. The abilities and the different ways this kid showed that he could score some points. We we saw ourselves with the uh, what do you call it? you want to call it the the jetty jetty. So wait, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. There's no here. Philly Philly. Was forget it the jetty all, jetty? Forget the play. Forget how good he looked under pressure. Forget the sloppy start. Forget it all. The gritty. Zach Wilson. And I call him Zach because <laughs> it's an inside joke here at the Mojo Market Report. Zach Wilson has the best gritty outside of that Justin was, Jefferson and Jamar Chase, maybe in football. It, Looked a little rehearsed, meaning like he's I, been doing this in the well, mirror for way too long. Well, there's no doubt in my mind that, that Zatch <laughs> so, is busting out the gritty <laughs> on a Friday night. I love how you call him Zatch, bro, just because of his spelling. Bro, it's so funny. Oh, honestly. my God. Anyway, so, yeah, Zach yes, Wilson is the man. He catches the touchdown. He's throwing touchdowns. He's putting together a nice drive at the end of the game. In that last drive, the fourth quarter comeback, he goes five for five for 57 yards in that two-minute drill against the 12th ranked passing defense in football right now. And that's, again, no Mika Fitzpatrick, but they're still 12th rank. What's wrong? I'm just double-checking on the spot. We're good. <laughs> right, exactly. We're just, I'm telling you, uh, we can have a whole other lengthy conversation about the ways people should spell their names, you know? Like like Sean, like S-H-A-W-N, not S-E-A-N. But there's a million people that do S-E-A-N, and I think it's weird. Uh, but anyway, so Zach Wilson has himself a day. It, it's an incredible game for him. Um, his, his market actually moved a little bit more than what I thought, and guess what? Guess what? Guess why? Chris, ask me why mine went up astronomically. Dave, why did your Zach Wilson stock go up astronomically? Well, because, Chris, I'll explain it to you like this. 
when Mojo's out there literally giving things away, giving them, saying, here, have this. We want Free we want to thank you for coming on board with Mojo. And it's a 10 times multiplier, Chris. So you do the math. It went ham yesterday. And Zach Wilson absolutely cashed. So now, so now I ask you, is this one game hype? Or is this like, okay, this kid might have something here with the Jets because he elevated the performance of everybody around him. You know, like, and look, no, no discredit to Joe Flacco. Thanks for coming. But like Zach Wilson is the future of this team. And we've been saying it for a couple weeks now, but are you timid or are you like, you kind of sold right now? I'm sold because of not only the fact that they're obviously bought into him with a high draft pick, they have heavy draft capital invested in Zach Wilson. So there's going to be a long leash there. No doubt about it. And look at the talent around him. We've talked at length with Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, both the running backs. They're all young. And Robert Sala is on a, you know, on an upswing. He said, I'm, I'm taking receipts. And look, Robert Sala has since delivered. The Jets didn't look good last week against the Bengals, but that was a tough spot. Mm. The Bengals were reeling, and that was kind of to, to be expected. But this Jets team, 2-2 two and two after two weeks, and they weathered the storm with Joe Four weeks. Flacco. Four weeks. That's yeah, just math. <laughs> Math, math, math. Monday, it's Monday, Monday math. morning Monday math. math. Monday morning math. Give me a break, guys. Give me a break. But yeah, of course. I'm That's okay. Do, do you know uh, that I had, to, I had last week? I had somebody actually catching more balls than he was throwing. Yeah, I did see that, <laughs> and it was also a clip on. So it was amazing. I loved every second of it. But yes, of course. I'm, I'm not only am I in on Zach Wilson, but I'm going to hold because I yeah. feel like he's going to have a long, successful career. At least going to have some opportunity for the next two or three years with this core that they've built. It's a good young team, and he's doing it right now without an offensive line whatsoever. So if they could even fix that just a little bit, then I feel like Zach Wilson is really on his way to being a solid quarterback in this league, and you know what that means for the Mojo market. Yeah, I mean, you could take a a even be, uh, better and doing it right. The stairway to heaven? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah you're doing that's that. Zach. Perfect. That's He's perfect. On his way. And I told you guys, see, all the way out there in the distance in the city is the boat. If you miss the boat, do not miss it on the second week, okay? Do yourself a favor. Do it now. Don't wait. Do it. Like we've been trying to tell you guys this for two weeks now. Um, now, before I get into, well, I guess that kind of puts a bow on Zach Wilson because obviously it's going to be hype all week long, especially if you're a New York Jets fan. On the other side of, the, of that field, was a man named Mitch Trubisky, mm. who I shorted because I said it was only a matter of time. And you know who I went long on? Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett finds himself in the ball game yesterday at halftime. Finally, Mike Tomlin was like, the heck with this. I'm done. It's over. This experiment, Mitch, was fun, but he's not a starting quarterback anymore. Kenny Pickett comes in there and does his job. Now, Kenny Pickett goes 10 for 13, 120 yards. Uh, he, he may or may not have thrown a bunch of picks, but... The offense looked different, and that's where I look at opportunity going forward for Kenny Pickett. But he's not the only one in the NFL yesterday. All of a sudden, you know, Kenny Pickett gets in there based off of performance. Now, we all talked about last week when when uh, uh, Mac, Will, uh, Mac Jones went down with a, with a concussion. We're sitting there like, all right, well, then it's Brian Hoyer season. We know what we got out of Brian Hoyer. No big deal. But all of a sudden, Brian Hoyer goes down with a concussion, and here comes Bailey Zappi. <laughs> Zappy comes in there, who, by the way, in the preseason wore number 55 the entire time, and nobody said boo. And then he becomes well, a quarterback, was, that's the and they pa- give him the that's jersey. That's a Patriot thing. They, Mac Jones was number 50. Yeah, that's all year. Kept all year. Oh, if you're going to leave it, so if you're going to be these weird numbers, let it be obscure. But anyway, Zappy gets in the game. You obviously was he- were heavily invested in this game. I saw a lot of Zappy. A little more than I'd like <laughs> Too to much have Zappy. seen. Look, Bailey Zappy, the first rookie quarterback to throw a touchdown pass this year. Out of all the guys, who would have thought it would have been Bailey Zappy? Go figure. To throw a touchdown. Throw a touchdown. Think about it. Kenny Pickett, did he throw one? No. Did Malik Willis throw one when he got in the game? No. No. 
Bailey Zappi, the first rookie quarterback that. to throw Can't a wait to be proven pass. wrong. <laughs> and he did it against a defense that is typically really good against the pass. He managed, look, the Patriots, Bill Belichick, they called a masterful game in fixing things and making it easy for him. The, the run game worked, so it helped Bailey Zappi. But mm. what Bailey Zappi did for himself yesterday was show to the league that I don't think he's ever going to be the guy. They have a young quarterback in place right now, so it's not like there's a, a room for him to start, but he's clearly the backup now in New England. And what he did yesterday was show the rest of the league that no matter where he goes, he could probably be a backup quarterback. And those things are very valuable, those things. Guys like that are very valuable in the NFL, as you see with the Jimmy G situation. You've seen with uh, Nick Foles in the past. Backup quarterback is an undervalued <clears throat> position. Cooper Rush. <laughs> Case in point, yes. So Bailey Zappi, 10 for 14, I think, in the second half. Um, didn't really make many big throws. But, it was very conservative. But very, very, conservative very conservative. And used the play action well. And look, they drew up a couple plays for him that I didn't think that it would have in the playbook, and he executed. So tip your hat to Bailey Zappi. Back to Kenny Pickett, though. Mm. It was a little good, a little bad, much like a Zach Wilson situation. He did enough to get his team in a position to win the game. He did. And then he did enough to get his team in a position to lose the game. Uh Aha. Which you expect out of a rookie quarterback coming into a sloppy weather game in a tight one. You know, it was a lot of pressure. Yeah. I didn't see anything out of Kenny Pickett that's going to make me – pump the brakes on my thoughts on him going forward. I He did well. He completed 10 passes. The other three were interceptions, so none of his <laughs> passes touched the ground. Wow, I mean, that's a, that's a nugget. But <laughs> that's, a that's, that's what you would expect out of a rookie quarterback. I'm not going to... Uh, I'm not going to sound the alarm Look, on Pickett because of the, the picks. In the preseason, he was 80%, man. You know what I'm saying? So he had some opportunities to, to lace him in there throughout the preseason. And people are like, okay, this kid's got something special behind I, him. I do want to just make note that when Kenny Pickett came in the game, George Pickens really got a lot more yeah. involved in the offense. Yes. And that could be a thing. I think Pittsburgh's offense, the only chance it has this year is Kenny Pickett. You would think the Steelers won. Based right. on the way their fan base reacted yesterday, just because we got rid of Trubisky, and I could, I could understand. I mean, that's that's tough sledding for that kid. Man. I can understand. And look, you can make money that way on the on, on the long side. I mean, on the shorter side you of things. Also, Mitch Trubisky want, got me some money because he stunk. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's that's just the way of the game. Mitch Trubisky just proved that he. You don't get many opportunities in this league. He's gotten his. Now this is his third stop, but second opportunity to start. You don't get many more. He might be a career backup going forward. You don't you don't fix accuracy issues, and he has really big time accuracy issues. Yeah. The offensive line's not helping either, though. I will say that. So I got to ask you though, as far as these now we're seeing we're seeing Pickett, we're seeing uh, you know we're seeing Bailey Zappi, we're we're seeing all these rookie quarterbacks. So I ask you, who's next? I mean, there's there's quarterbacks out there that are waiting in the wings for their team to you know to give them the call, almost like a bring in the righty kind of deal. You know, you have a guy like Ritter down here in Atlanta, right? And they're Mariota's not playing bad football. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that's why that that might be extended. The wait might be longer. Um, then you got, I mean, look, the Washington Commanders. I, I understand they made the trade, right? And they they, they made the trade for. Carson Wentz, and I went on, guess who went short on Carson Wentz? This guy, you know what I mean? And he didn't have himself that bad of a game, but he didn't also win. So a guy like Howell, you know, does he have a shot to come on in there so eventually? Or is it? We saw Malik Willis. He's the third guy we right saw now. Malik Willis and Malik Willis, game. too. Jeez. So we did see him get an appearance, but I don't think that was more anything more than a, a blowout. There's no reason to keep Tannehill in there. Yeah. Let's get this guy a couple snaps, and I think Buffalo even probably took some players out on defense. Right. So – 
I'm going to leave him out of it for this equation. I do think that he's got a long way to go. I think Tannehill's the guy. They won a game. They keep winning. It, right. They win. It's not the, the, There won't be any and questions Tannehill's raised. Tannehill's a little more proven than – I mean, Wentz is pretty proven. But Tannehill's at least a proven commodity in What's the league. What's he proven? <laughs> he's gotten a one seed. He's He's gone to the playoffs a couple seasons in a row. So I think Tannehill's got a little bit longer of a leash. I think because of Desmond Ritter and Mariota's style of play, you might see – in uptick in offense if they did bring in Ritter, if he was making good decisions. But I think that's where it comes down to right now. Mariota takes care of the football fairly well. Think, he has turned it over, but has mostly been running the football. You think the Falcons are that kind of offense to, like, insert Ritter in packages? Or like, I do. You know what I, mean? I Eventually? do. Ritter's an athlete, and he's a he big is. guy. I think he fits in well in terms of the his, his body type in this modern-day NFL. He's almost like a Josh Allen type. Mm. He's a big guy. Uh, I, I like Ritter a lot going forward. I just think it's going to be a little bit. As long as Atlanta's playing well, I'm not sure how many points they scored yesterday. I think it's they didn't score 26, correct? It Who? was a little bit less, 23. Who? Atlanta. I think uh, they won 23-20. Yeah, no, yeah. But going into week four, Atlanta was the only offense in football that had at least 26 points in all three games. You wouldn't have thought that about the Atlanta Falcons. And, and They're running the football at an insanely effective rate, with, which – I'm surprised when nobody thought the Falcons were going to be this good running the ball. That's helping Mariota. I think Mariota sticks for a little bit. Wentz is down uh, is bound to get injured based on what we know about Carson Wentz. So I will say Sam Howell will get the next. What about crack. Tyler Hannigan? But <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, is Sam Howell even the backup? Yeah, we'll see. I think he is. Teams carry three quarterbacks. I think they do. Do the Redskins or uh, Commanders? The commanders <laughs> carry three quarterbacks. That's, listen, me. it's been the, the, for 40 years. Like, I just okay. got done. Like, I've been calling them football team all season. <laughs> we like, just okay, got done I, with that. Um, anyway, so <laughs> that me. basically is your rookie watch. Keep an eye on all of those rookies going forward. And right now, again, the, these are – it's like I invested in Kenny Pickett when Kenny Pickett was not the starting quarterback. I invested Kenny Pickett to show you that by investing now with these longer-term plays – this is the time to do it. So if you do want to get in on Malik or a Desmond Ritter or any of these guys that we know it's a, only a matter of time, this is the cheapest they'll be. So that's yeah. why I say always move on that. Yep. If you have some money to sprinkle, do it now, and especially if the Mojo's keeps offering multipliers. Like, I'm telling you, it's going to happen over time. It, you know, It's just a matter of when, not if. Top movers. All right. Outside of the quarterback rookie watch and everything like that, there was some significant top movers yesterday from uh, week four, which, again, the end of tonight will be done with four weeks of football. We're a quarter way in, which actually leads me to a lot of conversation based off some of these players that we can now start seeing some trends. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, but first and foremost, I mean, the man, he's just he showed up in jolly old London, and, and we're talking about Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson absolutely balled out. Once again, the guy is probably, if not already, I mean, I guess you could consider Devontae still that guy skill-wise, but it's only a matter, of, and obviously somebody that we're going to see tonight in Cooper Cup, but Justin Jefferson, man, he is something special. He gets the ball, all right, let me make sure I got this right. They threw it to him 13 times. He caught 10 of them, and he gets 147 yards, 14.7 yards in as far as the average is concerned, one rush, three yards, and a touchdown. So, Chris, I got to ask you. I mean, obviously he's he's uh, one of the upper echelon of of uh, receivers right now. What do you feel like this guy's ceiling is? Because right now he's sitting there, a massive spike, and he keeps doing what he's doing. He's doing this with Kirk Cousins, <laughs> so that's got to mean something. Imagine when they get a quarterback in there to start actually throwing well, the Kirk ball. Kirk Cousins is there to stay. I think yeah. the contract dictates yeah. that. <laughs> there, 
Ah, whatever. You know, careful what you wish for if you get rid of Kirk Cousins. I'm not a fan of him, but the Vikings would be hard-pressed to replace him right now, mm. the way things are going. But nonetheless, Justin Jefferson is one of those top three guys at, at the position where I've been talking about it, him, Jamar Chase. There's a ton of, ton of them at the top that I just think you can't go wrong with. Even with Justin Jefferson, week one, he exploded against Green Bay, and then there was like a, a dip in his usage. And then week three, there was it was his worst performance in his NFL career, lowest target share. And that's why you see that. what you see on your screen. And <laughs> the coaching staff probably realized, like, we, we can't let that happen again. Thielen and Osborne did step up, and they did come back and win, but you would like to see Jefferson get moved around. I think he saw eight plays in week three where he wasn't double teamed. Minnesota did a very, very good job yesterday of moving him around and lining him up in different spots and making it difficult to keep their tabs on Justin Jefferson. As long as they're able to do that, he's going to run free. Even a couple bad weeks in a row, you saw him on a downward trajectory a little bit based off of his week one explosion, right back to normal. But just like Mojo does, man, that market moved significantly so Justin yesterday. Justin Jefferson is not the type of guy that you want to be like, oh, week three, I'm gonna th I think he's going to do good. And then he does good and you sell. You just hold Justin Jefferson. As long as you have that income disposable, I, I you keep agree. Justin Jefferson in your portfolio. That's just... That's just good science, good math, whatever you want to call it. Good financial advice right here. There you go. I was going to say, you put it all together, it's good financial advice. All right, moving on. Josh Jacobs has himself a day. Absolute day. The Raiders, this was a game they had to have, right? They all had to come together and win this game because if you go 0-4 in the AFC West, it's going to be tough sledding going forward. Literally, like, the, 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 the chance of you being a playoff team starting 0-4 is just slim to none, and, and Slim would have walked right out the door. You know what I mean? Like, like, but right now, get this win. Josh Jacobs does his thing. Um, he actually had a phenomenal game, and his stats right here, 28 rush. 28 rushes. God. I, I mean, I looked at it before, but it really didn't stand out. Very they rare. They fed him 28 Very times. Rare. 144 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. He actually caught five balls for 31. The guy... Look, say what you will about Josh Jacobs, and obviously you see his 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 market also spiked yesterday because of his performance. Say what you will. This guy is a gamer, right? He shows up when he needs to show up. There will be games. I, and as I ask you the, the question of, of your investment on the Josh Jacobs, like there will be games where you're just like, where, where is Josh Jacobs? You know what I'm saying? But on this day, on this night. Not this season. Not, right. With all the stacked boxes, you would assume, I mean, that used to be, they can't do that anymore with Devontae on the outside. Yeah, look, the Raiders' offensive line is number one in the league in adjusted line yards right now, which means that they're just getting crazy push. They're moving guys around better than anybody, and no way I expected that. I feel like in the beginning, and I, I'm going to go run the tape and check, but I feel like I was out and I advised people to not buy in on, to, on Josh Jacobs early in this show. In, like, week one, I was okay. like, no, no go on Believe it or not, we're in week three. Like, Complete 180 because they're handing him the ball 30 times. If he could stay healthy in terms of fantasy points, he could be a league winner for your team because of the way the Raiders are using him. But that is a lot of usage. It worries me a little bit. But they were they scored 30-something points, and it was all Josh Jacobs. Devontae Adams finally got a little more efficient with his usage. The Raiders, while they're 1-3, and three, it's a 17-game season. I'm not going to uh, close the book on them just yet. We haven't seen um, the new data on how playoff teams fare starting 0-2, 0-3 with, with this extra game. So it changes things a little bit. The Raiders are desperate early, so you're going to see a desperate team every week. And you know what's funny? You say that with desperation, you would think air, right? Like, oh, we got to throw the ball a million times. They showed you that if they just stick to their game plan, and that 
testament to the coaching. I know Josh McDaniels is kind of slept on right now and kind of like, ah, well, he kind of stinks as a head coach because of his first run with Denver and now this one. But, like, if, if you take mindset into consideration, he literally played the same game that Bill Belichick would have played uh, in a winning situation where they got the lead. Yeah. Let's hold on to it. Let's keep feeding our running back and keep and let's going. Not, let's not make any mistakes about the Raiders' passing game. They're not really uh, living up to the bill yet. Mm-hmm. But what they're definitely doing is you have to respect Devontae Adams. Uh, Waller in the scene. Yeah. He, he needs a safety or, or something that somebody athletic he out needs there. three people. Right. To and then Renfro, I know he's been banged up and he had the fumble issue, but Renfro, he's, if you ask around the league, Corners, no. Renfro's no joke. That guy can run a route, and he has great hands. The Raiders' offense, they do a good job of split, spreading things out, and Mac Hollins has stepped up as well yeah. in his second straight week. Who would have thought his at 29 stock years old? Through the roof. One of the top two, movers. I was saying maybe be cold on him. Yeah. I need to see a little more. Well, yeah. I saw a little more. Maybe you, know, maybe you buy in. But the Raiders' offense is really humming in terms of the running game. Adjusted line yards is a huge stat for me. And they did it against Denver, who was – Tops in the league in adjusted line yards for their defensive line. So That's impressive. They had a true test, and they passed. They just got to get more wins and finish. They finished yesterday. All so, right. Yeah. They finished yesterday. Now, look. Jacobs. Monday morning, still, you still, know. Still a little okay. hesitant. Right. Okay, that's fine. Because buying high on a guy, he's never going to be this high. If he has a bad week next week, maybe you buy the dip. You know, kick the tires then. Yeah. Buy the dip. So, all right. So, it's not all sunshine and rainbows here, okay? Like, we, we obviously have a lot of guys that perform well, and we're singing the praises, singing the praises. There's one guy that was – arguably the clear-cut number one overall draft pick in all your fantasy drafts, right? And we're talking about Jonathan Definitely Taylor. Definitely in a redraft. It, right? Yes. So Jonathan Taylor, obviously, you see what he's done in the last 24 hours, and it's been weird and odd to see because the Colts team was built, their foundation was built on the run. Even last year with Carson Wentz at the quarterback position, and now you have Matt Ryan, you still have a run-first team. What is happening with Jonathan Taylor right now? Because right now, if you again, if you drafted him first in your fantasy leagues, you're like, come on, you're ripping your hair out. But if you invest in money in a young running back like a Jonathan Taylor, you're also kind of concerned here on yeah, the Mojo. Yeah. So there's a couple things. One, you could see he was already on his way down before the injury. It kind of leveled out. If you're looking right. at the graphic on the screen, and then the injury happened, it bottomed out a little bit. Okay, fair. That's fine. So scratch that. The injury happened. That's it, He wasn't having a good game anyway. But if you could pull up the next graphic, I want to highlight something here. It has nothing to do with the injury, really, for me. This is, uh, this this is, is the one month, one month of, his of play. One month um, of data here on Jonathan Taylor. So for the season, you could see at his highest point, that was right before week one started. So there was a high expectation. He was just fresh off the heels of being the number one pick in everybody's fantasy draft. Right. The Colts, they have this $42 million offensive line. I want to note the highest paid unit in the NFL with a clear idea that Frank Reich is going to pound the, the ball. They brought in Matt Ryan to fix what Carson Wentz issues were, and everybody expected the Colts to take a step forward. Now, they had a, they ran into a rough issue in, in Houston. They got outplayed, and you could say, okay, give them the week one pass. Week two, I'll also give them the pass because they were without their entire receiving core, and their offensive line was really struggling at that point. They didn't do anything to fix that. Week three, though... The game script allowed for Jonathan Taylor to get involved. They, the defense played well. The offensive line still didn't move people, and the Chiefs are surprisingly better defensively than we thought they were going to be this year. But the game script allowed for a heavy Jonathan Taylor usage, and it just wasn't there. 
Frank Reich all week talking, we got to get JT more involved, more mm -hmm, involved. Mm -hmm. I guess they made attempts, but this offensive line is just not living up to the bill. They you, gave him they gave him the ball yesterday 20 times, yeah. and he averaged two yards a carry. And then the 42 yards, and then the injury. So it's not, it's not, all signs are not looking good for Jonathan Taylor, but do you believe in the talent? Yeah. Do you believe in the offensive line? Absolutely. Do you believe in Frank Reich? Sure do. And then if you look at what the Colts have done over the last couple seasons, this is a very, very weird team. They go on bad runs, and then they just turn it up late, and then they collapse. That's what happened last year. Well, that's also Carson I West. think that they're very capable of doing the same thing that they did So last you would year, say right now is the time to if – yes. if they're going to right the wrongs, this guy is going to be the one to do yeah, it. Yeah, so Jonathan Taylor, even if he misses a couple weeks, which – Honestly, if I have him in my portfolio, I wouldn't even mind it at this point. I'm going to sit and hold him because you believe in that talent. We all know that Jonathan Taylor could light the league on fire for five weeks in a row at any point true. and retake the top crown of like the rushing yards or whatever you want to call it. But it's it's time is now because the season's like a quarter of the way over. I so. don't want to even let's talk. Let's go, JT. I don't even want to talk about that. Dynasty top. guy. I, traded for him this month. I, I don't want to talk about top, top crown guy in the running back department because as of yesterday um, – yeah, there, yeah, there's a lot a little of movement over there as I wanna, well. I wanna, when it comes actually, to the top movers, we're talking about King Henry. King re, Henry just re, snatched re, the crown. He, he back was like, from "Hey Zeke, Zeke uh, I'm gonna take this real quick, <laughs> and I'm, I'm gonna wear it again." Uh, yeah, so that happened. So, not not a fan so of that. But. Running back wise, though, <laughs> there was a big running back. A lot back of guys. I'm just gonna yesterday. rattle off. Saquon went up. Kamara, not much, but Nick Chubb went up significant amount. Kamara was out, so that's why he went down. Yeah, Aaron Jones went up two point. Two five percent. Austin Eckler almost three percent. Dalvin Eckler Cook two percent. Had himself a day. Yeah, man. And Josh Jacobs went up a full ten percent. That's incredible. incredible. So good day for the Mojo Market if you're a running back heavy investor. Can we talk about J.K. Dobbins real fast? Can we? Can because we please boy, oh boy, is this guy finding some fast. pay dirt. Look, I needed to see it. I saw it. I'm back. Thank you, J.K. Dobbins, <laughs> for um, proving me right. Well, not yet. I know it's a long road ahead, but. I've owned him in Dynasty Keeper League for two straight seasons. I used pretty <laughs> decent capital on him last year, well, and him paying off right there really helps. I sure Mojo is, is next, I could assure you. I sure as heck will get in on, on the J.K. Dobbins hype train uh, as far as the Mojo market because I just saw what the running backs could do. If you load your portfolio with just running backs with, with hype, it's like it doesn't matter what they do in a week-to-week. -week. It's like this is long-term play. We're talking guys like J.K. Dobbins, guys like A.J. Dillon yesterday who's running very hard again, uh, guys like Tony Paul who couldn't get nothing going yesterday. That's a conversation for another day. Cowboys won, though. Uh, but speaking of the week, it's wrapping up tonight. And we got Monday Night Football going down uh, tonight between the defending, reigning defending champions, the Los Angeles Rams, to take on on the road and head on over to San Francisco, take on the 49ers. Now, Chris, we, we saw what the 49ers kind of didn't do last week. You know, we're all kind of waiting for this team to kind of gel under Jimmy G. Does it happen tonight? Are you in on Jimmy G tonight? What are the guys you're watching on the 49ers side of the ball first? I'm looking at the running game big time. The what a shocker. Line, yeah, <laughs> this week, the running backs they, are insane. If you look at the history between these two teams, Shanahan has had McVay's number. I believe it's three and seven. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's a little is, alarming. Is yeah. Seven and three against Sean McVay. And if you look at those games, it's been a lot of like smash mouth. Last year, I think the 49ers put the Rams in a really bad spot and they sent them on a tailspin. 49ers are the most physical team in football. They win in all these power rushing situations. They're the top of the league. So third and short, fourth and goal. Mm. They always execute. I know that the the Rams defense, they have this 
everyone has this idea that they got a good defensive front, and they typically do. But oh, Aaron, they got the best player in football. Aaron almost. Donald's yeah. been susceptible to the run. I know Elijah Mitchell's out, but that really doesn't matter if the scheme is working okay. 49ers offensive line is playing pretty decent, and I think Debo's going to get involved. I was in just going to say Debo. You got to consider when you're talking about the rushing attack, you also have to consider Debo Samuel. Jimmy G owns the Rams. <laughs> he really does. So Jeez. I'm not. I'm not in Bold on Jimmy takes G here on Monday. I'm not, I'm not in on Jimmy G. But other than Cooper Cup from the other side of the ball, I'm not really high on any of the Rams. Well, I was going to ask you before we get out of here. I got. I got to ask you. Are you maybe possibly going short on a guy like Cam Akers or Henderson or any of these guys that you just can't figure out who's going to get the rock over there? We saw the uptick of carries by a Cam Akers over the last week, right? Week and a half. Like, obviously, the last two weeks he's been yeah. upticking. But, I'm like, what gonna, are we doing I'm here with this running game? See, for backups, I'll never go short on a backup for the reason being that even if they don't get involved, they weren't expected to. So, you're not going to really like lose money unless you got a multiplier. You know, I'll go. I'll go long on a backup on a guy that I think is like, oh, he's banged up a little bit. He might not be able to finish this game. Then you then you right. go long on the backup. But so far, I'm I'm more lo more or less like I'm not playing the short day trade game yet because I believe in the quarterbacks and the receivers. The running backs. It's too early for me. I need to see a couple things shake out. Um, but no, as far as Cam Akers, I'm not going to go short on him because I think the talent's there. I think the weapons around Matthew Stafford and the, the receivers, you could see Cam Akers really come into his own. In his rookie season in the second half, he was one of the best backs in football. Then he got hurt the following year. So maybe he just needs a little more seasoning. All right, I got a guy you can look into tonight, okay, because he's just been getting fed the ball in L.A. Tyler Higby? And it's not Tyler Higby. He has been getting fed. He has been getting fed as well. Keep your eyes. I'm going to butcher this one. Ready? Ben Skrowanek. Do it. Fair point. The guy gets the ball all the time. He's on the field all the time. I'm all about opportunity. They find this guy in space. You you throw it to him and you're like, ah, oh, Cooper Cup with another. No, that's not Cooper Cup. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's other talent on this and, team. And if he has a touchdown or two today on a whim, ba -boom, then these are the ba -ba types of guys that shoot up 25% <laughs> yeah, a day, 20% a day because there's no expectations for a Yep. Ben. Benny. Swarnick. <laughs> I do know who he is. Benny S. I, everybody knows who he is. He's been playing real well in the first three weeks of football. And he's going to earn a, a correct pronunciation of his name as the show goes along. So, anyway, you're going to enjoy the old Monday Night Football game. We're going to put a bow on week four tomorrow as we go over the top movers from this game. We got a loaded week. We're going to try to go to some history of this uh, entire app, which, again, it just started a couple weeks ago, but there is data for days, and we can find out just how certain players right now compare to certain legends of past. So we'll get into all that this week. Week five, believe it or not, starts on Thursday. So, again, buckle up. Get your investments in line. Get your portfolio. I may or may not have traded out yesterday a little bit. A couple of my... Uh, my long plays, I was just like, eh, I'm not feeling it anymore. But I did make some money on it, so I was just like, all right, that worked. But now my portfolio is at three people. That's it. Like I have to, I have to start spreading the wealth it's a little bit more. We're going to diversify. We are going to diversify you know, because right now I'm sitting at like first, bro. plus two hundred and thirty percent. Diversification <laughs> keeps you in line. It keeps you afloat no matter what happens. So. Diversify. I gotta. Yeah, we gotta talk after the show. So anyway, we'll have a little uh, powwow. Little powwow little. about the uh, going forward on the Mojo Market. So for Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci, A Five Behind the Glass, right here at Chop Studios. Thank you guys for watching the Mojo Market Report here on a Monday. We'll see you guys tomorrow. I'm really counting on Jimmy G and Shanahan tonight. Right. Save my week, boys. Save